Welcome to our minute <laughs> <laughs> in a galaxy. Far, I, was, far I wanted to give a, a different, a different feel to it, you know. <laughs> Alfie sent us a message. Hi guys, really enjoy your podcast. Thank you, smart guy. It has really given me a sense of control over my money and future, which I didn't have before. So thanks for that. I know you have touched upon it before, but I'd love to know your opinion on student debt and investing. I currently sit at 45K pounds in debt, standard student loan arrangement for my study years, which is charged out at 7.1% interest. I work at a top restructuring firm for the last four years and I'm a chartered accountant, so I'm fortunate enough to have a good salary and a bonus each year. But my debt continues to grow as the interest outweighs payments. How can the government or student finance expect anyone to pay this debt off if someone in a solid financial position is not even reducing theirs? Do you think I should focus on trying to take chunks off this debt using my yearly bonus? Or should I continue with my early investing savings plans? I understand this is not financial advice, smart guy, but would appreciate your thoughts on it. Right. I mean, just to, just to caveat this, I, like we graduated a long time ago and it was, we were on the student plan one, I think at the time, which was very different. The interest rate was super cheap. Um, the advice was always, you know, don't overpay it. There's no point. The question about how do they expect people to ever pay this back? I think the answer is they don't. I think most people will end up getting the debt wiped. Um, and paying back a lot. The the university and education system in the UK has gone from, in quite a quick amount of time, from something that supports people from poor backgrounds getting a higher education to now just absolutely straddling people from poor backgrounds with shed loads of debt in order to get a degree. You know, I'm glad that this, um, that Alfie's come out and has a good job, but there's a lot of people that come out, go into bog standard jobs and have just got 40k a debt that's growing at seven percent it's a bit outrageous and you see it getting taken off your um if you get the original one you get it taken off your salary yeah that's it and at seven percent that, that like if this was an, a loan and it was at seven percent like a traditional unsecured loan not a student loan where it's wiped at the end of a period of time i would be saying it makes sense to potentially overpay the loan than invest because you'll get a better return from clearing the loan than you will potentially from investing you know, if interest rates keep going up, you might get a better return on cash. But for this, it because the debt's wiped at the end, If I don't know what the best answer is, to be <laughs> honest. You're going to need to use a calculator to work out whether you should be overpaying it or not. He stands the risk of that he actually will pay it off within the time period. So it makes sense to hammer it down so he pays less yeah. over the time. But I wouldn't know without crunching the numbers. I mean, I thought that they take out your salary and it's only if you're self-employed, you can- You can overpay though. You yeah, can you can make, overpay. You can call up and make overpayments. But yeah, they'll be taking it off his salary. And one thing that I've seen is that they're thinking of pushing the age of when it's wiped up by five years. I was about to say that. So I they could just recently, keep moving the goalposts. It's completely changed. Like the whole getting a student mm. loan now is not as um, beneficial as it was back in our day. I don't think getting a degree full stop is very beneficial. But as, as, unless it's a technical skill that you get end up with at the end. I think it's quite an expensive- course for for what it is yeah. um i mean everyone's entitled to their opinion but i just think if i was asked would i do uni again at three times the cost with four times the interest rate i'd probably be like uh, I, I presented that 20k debt i had two yeah. percent you thinking about putting your kid in uni you think it's gonna it's, it's a decision you make closer to the time yeah i mean if he wants to go he can go that's up to him yeah i would probably encourage him more to go traveling <laughs> do you know what i mean i could say go traveling for a year and then when you come back, work, work in a business, work, you know, rather than 
go to uni necessarily. I think it took me about eight years to pay off my first student loan. Yeah. And then I did an MBA. So now I've got another student yeah. loan, which I'm paying off now. So, um, But, you know, it, it's almost cyclical. I think the student, like our parents, no one could go to uni. So they told all of us, you've got to go to uni because you'll get a great job. So we all went to uni and then now it's like, well, don't go uni, just get an apprenticeship or something. And I think it just kind of rotates and maybe we'll be tailored and all our kids or probably wouldn't waste your time. Don't go to uni. uni. Yeah. But anyway, that's not the question. I'm sure there's a calculator on online that will where you plug in your amounts and it'll tell you whether it's worth overpaying or not. I don't want to say off the top of my head because the interest rate's quite high, but there's this point of it gets wiped at the end. Yeah. So yeah, in answer to this question, that's how we they don't expect know. anyone to pay their debt. <laughs> it gets wiped off. They so, don't they yeah, don't expect they you. They don't expect you. But if you've got loads of money, they expect you to pay it off. Well, so. I think I've worked out that if my son did the exact same degree that I did and came out and earned like 40k a year consistently he would pay back three or four times what i did for the exact same course it's pretty ridiculous they've just bent bent students over bent, yeah at the worst time in your life yeah, when you like, like you really don't have money the generation with debt like that so they hit me with then they hit you with a credit card as well just on top a little icing and a on the cake fine. and a pocket <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next question's for you, Tomain. Yeah, star of the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm the sidekick, <laughs> as people keep saying. Lovely. Um, Adam got in touch on YouTube. So what kind of work do you do in crypto? And how do you see crypto blockchain space in the coming years in, in terms of uses? Good question, Adam. Probably a good time for me to announce that I've actually started a new career. Not because I don't believe in crypto. He hates but, uh, it. I hate it. No. <laughs> this is all a scam just to get you all in. Yeah. Um, no, you pump and dump some random. Pump you? and dump everyone, and now I'm, I'm retiring. <laughs> um, I work in a venture capital fund now. Should really? I it? Venture Rock, cool company. America, Dubai, investing in companies, venture capital. But I'm still involved in crypto. Um, I do have a crypto, a small crypto fund I manage, which I won't name here because that might be seen as advertising. Um, and I also. Still work. I'm an ambassador for Coinstore Exchange, which is where I used to work. Coinstore is like a big crypto exchange and they list uh, new crypto projects. My job was, is my ambassador role is to find good crypto projects or the new ones like Dogecoin when it first came out or the new up and coming ones and convince them to come onto Coinstore crypto exchange for a small fee. Do they pay to go on the exchange? They do. It's not okay. a small fee. It's a big fee. Is it's it? like, yeah, 30 grand upwards. Okay. But um, yeah, they pay to come on the exchange. And once they're on the exchange, every normal people, my mom, like my friends, everyone can just go online and buy their token. It's a bit like um, working for NASDAQ or the FTSE and then putting companies on there. But they the move through the ranks, don't they? So they might get listed on a smaller exchange like Coinstore. And then if they do really well, they could move up to say a Coinbase yeah. or- Is that Coinstore is like a me medium medium yeah. one. You've got, yeah, Coinstore and then Coinbase and Binance are the biggest yeah. biggest two in the industry. Yeah. yeah. So once they go on there, they're like the big league, but, but Binance might be looking at Coinstore going, oh, this coin's doing well on there. Bring it on to- So Coinstore is a bit like a launch pad. So where, where crypto projects go to start, they grow, they get more users, more people buy the coin and then they move on hopefully to Binance or Coinbase eventually. So but why that cost you, a lot more money. Why did you leave the space? Well, the crypto market crashed, as everyone is aware. Um, 
to be honest, my missus was giving me a lot of headache. She's like, we have a kid now. You need to get a more stable, stable job. Um, I'm like, yeah, but next year we'll be, we'll be millionaires. And she's like, we can't wait for next year. We have a kid this year. So um, yeah, I wanted something a bit more stable, um, venture capital, get out loads of businesses and I still get to do a little bit of crypto on the side. So, so what do you do with the VC fund? So we look for projects which are companies in series A. So um, they're generating around one to three million pounds per annum and they've already had some investment in the past and essentially what we're looking for is to inject a bit like dragon's den yeah. we're trying to inject some capital into them for like uh part ownership of their company some equity so now you're out of it you can say what you want where do you think crypto's going straight underground no yeah. <laughs> um, i don't think it's a bubble i think it's here to stay uh, a few reasons. You know what the governments see? You hear about the central digital CBDC, central bank digital currency. Yeah. Um, that's like all these governments. They bank wanna, of England were talking about it with us, weren't they? Exactly. They all want to digitalize, like have a digital pound, digital dollar. Um, I think all of that, when countries and governments are getting involved, that's going to push the price of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies up. I've seen BlackRock are trying to do the spot ETF, which I think people are getting pretty excited about, which is where you can hold Bitcoin, like you could buy spot gold um, tracker funds or, or funds where they actually buy physical physical Bitcoin or gold and then you can store it inside of a tax wrapper. Exactly. So that looks good. The thing about the, the digital bank, the banking digital currencies, when the Bank of England spoke about it, they want, we asked them if they would pay interest on it, like other banks get from them. And they were like, no. Nah. And I think <laughs> if they pay interest on it at the bank rate, then that's an attractive thing. Otherwise it's just a fully tracked token isn't it a the coin? problem with about it is that everyone feels that you're going to lose all your freedom and yeah. that the government will say see everything you spend your money on yeah. which kind of makes things like bitcoin a bit more attractive because they're meant to be kind of autonomous or kind of yeah i think um, you could still see where the money's been spent but it's a bit harder and, and it's so not a centralized government that's looking at it the government's not in control yeah watching and in control of your assets but i mean with all these i think the future of crypto is more towards nfts and like ai and gaming and all these things but there's so many the main point about nfts is about ownership so if we wanted to buy a house together we could both have buy it 50 50 and then we both have an nft which shows i own 50 percent of this house same with art same with anything so for things like mortgages ownership i think crypto and nfts have a future it's really finding that's the, more like the blockchain technology it's the blockchain right? technology, exactly so it's really finding like the best use cases even for things like um um what do you call it when you're supply routes supply yeah. routes and like the most efficient way to deliver um deliver items blockchain is really good for that and also for like security so it has a lot of uses it's just crypto finding its feet and where it's actually going to be useful rather than just now everyone's like maybe it can make me rich we actually need to find like uses for the crypto mm. but i think it's here to stay if it wasn't the banks when all the governments would be looking at digital currency and i think maybe five ten years we all have digital currency and it's a bit more normal to us and once it, like the internet, once once everyone's like, what's the internet? Now everyone uses it. Yeah, it's like an adoption curve, yeah. Adoption curve. So right now we're, we're right really at the bottom of the curve. I think in 10 years, everyone's going to know what Bitcoin is and everyone's going to understand digital money. It's just uh, the learning curve and the journey. Yeah. Um, but obviously this is not financial advice. I wouldn't advise anyone to copy what I did because I've made a lot and I've lost a lot. But overall, I'm in the, which one's a good one? The black, the red, the black, <laughs> the black is a good one. What do you want to ask us or future guests? Email us at makingmoney at kindling.media or just slide into the DMs.
This isn't advice. Whilst we discuss individual examples, we can't give you personal financial advice. What we can do is offer a perspective and discuss the issues. I'm Damo. I'm T. And we'll be back next week answering some more of your questions. Here at Mindset Win, we want to give you the tools to become better at what you do. Taking inspiration and wisdom from our guests, we will hear stories, strategies, tips and tricks. Told by leading names in sport and beyond. Who know what it takes to get to the very top. There will be two episodes each week packed with amazing stories and practical takeaways for us all to follow. Search for Mindset Win on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app.